Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 180 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm so excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I know we have a lot of new listeners this week because of the new folks coming in from Summer Love School. So if that's you, welcome, welcome. I'm really excited you're here. And I really hope you find this podcast helpful. And what I encourage you to do is to take a dip back into the archives and to listen to any of the episodes that resonate with you. You can also find all of the episodes on my website, just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And you can go all the way back to the beginning and listen to some of the vintage podcasts if you like. And if you've been listening for a while, then you know I love you. Welcome back. I'm really excited that you're here. And whether you're new or old to me, if we're not connected on Instagram, that really is my favorite way to connect with you throughout the week. I should say my podcast really is my favorite way to connect with you because I can really go deep and re- really can get into some big juicy topics. But in terms of like having a daily connection with all of you, I love to do that over on Instagram. So come on over there, follow me, stay connected, and please send me a DM or comment on one of my photos so I can say hello to you and I can get to know you and how I can best support you. And speaking of Summer Love School, if you haven't signed up for it, it's not too late. Summer Love School is a 10-day free class that I'm teaching and I've gathered 10 amazing experts to help you trust yourself in the entire process of finding love. And the reason why I wanted to talk about trust specifically is because if you don't trust yourself, then you have no foundation to find real love. Because if you don't trust yourself, 
yourself, then how can you possibly know if someone else is trustworthy or not? How can you possibly know if something is a red flag or not? How can you possibly know what you want or what you don't want in love? So if you don't trust yourself, it's going to be really, really hard for you to find the person and the kind of relationship that you want. So that's why we're talking all about trust and summer love school. We're talking about how to trust your intuition, how to trust your vulnerabilities, how to trust your breakups, how to trust your inner child, how to trust offline dating, all of the things. And it's totally free. So to join us, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash summer love school. And you can sign up there. And I will put that link in the show notes in the episode description so that all you have to do is just tap that link in your podcast player. And then come on over there, add your name and email, and you will get the interviews. And if you're late to school, not to worry, because you've got time to catch up. I'm actually not releasing any new classes over the weekend. So you have all weekend to catch up. And that way, when school's back in session on Monday, then you'll be able to be right where you need to be to listen to the rest of the classes. Okay, so on to today's episode. I'm really excited about this topic. And this episode is actually inspired by quite a few conversations I'm having with a lot of my clients. And that is a dating break. It just seems to be coming up a lot. It's coming up with a lot of my private clients. It's also coming up in the Love Action Tribe a lot. And I guess in the Love Incubator as well. And I'm really passionate about taking a dating break. And yet a lot of my clients clients have a lot of resistance around it because they don't want to just give up or they don't want to feel like they just have to settle and learn how to be happy to be single. That's not what a dating break is about at all. So you might actually be on a dating break now and think, oh, Veronica, I'm already on a dating break. This episode doesn't apply to me. But I want you to stick with me because 100% does. Because this episode is not just about why you should take a break, but it's also about what to do during your break to get the most out of it so that when you do go back out and date, you're experiencing new patterns and new situations so that hopefully you can attract the kind of relationship that you want. So maybe you're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum where you feel like you have no time to waste. Maybe you really want to have kids and you feel your biological clock ticking, or maybe you just feel like you're getting older and you feel like you can't find someone the older you get. So if you're in one of those two camps, I really want you to listen to my case for taking a dating break. Now, first, before we get into that, let's talk about what a dating break is not. I hear from a lot of women who take a dating break and then they go back out and date only to find themselves in the same pattern or if not the exact same pattern, another crappy pattern. And they get frustrated because they feel like their whole life is just on again, off again dating. And I find that happens for two reasons. One is a good reason, one maybe not so good reason. So the not so good reason is you're probably not making the most out of your dating breaks. Yes, self-care is beautiful and important, but what are you doing to actually shift your thoughts and your beliefs and your emotions about yourself and relationships and the kind of person that you want to attract? So what are your practices around self-inquiry? What are your practices around healing, especially your core wounds and your inner child? So when you're on a dating break, this is actually a beautiful time to work with a coach or work with a therapist and do this kind of really deep work because you're not getting as distracted by your date. So you can really focus on you rather than just kind of the drama outside of yourself. 
And the other reason why you might be experiencing some not so great things after taking a dating break, and this can actually not be necessarily a bad thing, is that it could just be a normal flow of guess and check. And what I mean by that is I think you can do a lot of healing and a lot of growing on your own, but I do believe there's a limit to that. And so that's often when my clients feel like, all right, I'm ready to go back out and date. I'm ready to meet someone. And so maybe you meet someone, maybe you go on a date, maybe you get into a relationship and either you get triggered or it ends up not being a so great situation or a relationship that kind of followed the same pattern as before, but maybe in a different way or maybe not as bad. Now, I don't think that's a bad thing. I know it can feel really frustrating if you are on the experiencing end of that, but I see it as it's just information. So maybe there's another core wound or inner child wound that needs to be healed that you didn't know about. Or maybe there is another layer to something you were working on before. Or maybe it's confirmation that you're on the right track because instead of going down a path of a crappy relationship lasting for five years, this one only lasted for six months and you saw the red flags quicker and were able to get out quicker. So being in and out of dating is completely normal and it's completely healthy. The problem is when your worth gets wrapped up in it. So do you want to be on Tinder or go out with someone or get laid because you think it'll make you feel better? Or is it because you think that's what you're supposed to be doing because time is of the essence? Or, and this is one you have to be really honest with yourself, is dating actually a distraction from doing the deeper work you know you need to do in order to attract the relationship you actually want? So I want you to keep those questions in mind. I'm actually going to put those questions in the show notes because I really want you to think about this and consider from where are you dating from? And some people will say, what's your come from? Are you dating from a place of, I shouldn't say wholeness, but feeling fulfilled in your life and like you are complete and you want to add someone to that? Or is it coming from a place of wanting to fill a void because that's going to be a problem and that's going to attract some not so great situationships? So here are two really good reasons to consider taking a dating break. Okay, so here's the first good reason to consider taking a dating break. And that is the timeline doesn't work the way you think it does. So maybe you think you have to be dating and you can't possibly take a break right now because you're getting older with every day that goes by. Now, some of you might be worried about your biological clock and others of you who maybe already have kids or don't want kids or a little older, maybe you're more worried about aging alone and then one day being too old to be attractive to someone. Or maybe you don't really fall into one of those two camps and you're just really freaking impatient. You really just want to meet your person already. So wherever you are, let me ask you this. If you keep attracting the wrong person over and over again, are you actually helping or are you hurting yourself by not taking a dating break? I believe that relationships can move quite fast if you're aligned in your truth and have cleaned up your side of the street. And when your side of the street is cleaned up, you're naturally going to attract someone who's also has done their work and whose side of the street is clean. So you're not going to be playing that crappy dating game or the relationship game of like, where is this going or what's going on or trying to make the relationship into something that it's not and ultimately wasting a bunch of time. I've actually found that it's not so uncommon for couples who've met and done their work, their own separate work, to move towards a commitment in a matter of months. I mean, obviously, everyone moves at their own pace, but I don't think it has to really take that long when you meet the right person and you're really aligned in your truth. 
Stevie and I, for example, yes, we did date for a long time before we ended up getting engaged and married, but we knew that was going to come long before it actually did. And we were talking about moving to Dallas together within a matter of, I think, three or four months of when we first started dating. My point is, if you take the time now to take three months off, six months off, 12 months off from dating and really commit yourself to doing the deeper work, you can meet someone and it could could progress to something pretty serious in a really short amount of time. And overall, that might be a lot less time than going from relationship to relationship or staying in the, the wrong dead end relationships over and over again or endless one date wonders or whatever it is. Okay, and here's the second reason to consider taking a dating break. You get to take your trust in yourself and trust of the universe to a whole new level. And you might be thinking, so what, Veronica? But here's one thing I know to be true. To find love, you must date from a place of non-attachment. Non-attachment is a yogic term. In Sanskrit, it's pronounced a parigraha. And the idea isn't that you just don't care about whether or not you find love. Non-attachment is about being open to what's possible and to not get your worth wrapped up in everything. You might have in your head a really clear idea of what your relationship will be like and who the other person is. And while it's important to know your values and boundaries, getting too specific on what the relationship is supposed to look like will hold you back because you only know what you know. What if there's someone better or something greater than you can currently imagine right now? When you're not attached, you get to welcome in what's possible with greater ease. And you will struggle in relationships and dating as long as your self-worth is tied up in them. You've got to separate the two. So let me get really clear on what non-attachment is so you can see how it applies to your dating life. And let's just use an example totally outside of dating. So let's say you have tons of money and you drive a really, really nice car and you live in a huge house. And it's awesome. And you love it. You love your car. You love your house. You love your neighborhood. All the things, right? And then let's say one day you lose it all. Now, you can be sad, and I would expect you to be sad, might be angry, might be frustrated. These are all completely normal reactions, and you can feel all these things while still being non-attached. Because non-attachment isn't not feeling your feelings. Non-attachment is, in this example, not letting your worth get tied up in the fact that you just lost a lot of money or your house or your car. So it's the difference between saying, I'm so angry this happened versus I'm so dumb. How did I let this happen? I'm worthless. What am I going to do with my life? Nobody will love me. What's wrong with me? You know, when you get into that kind of thinking, that's really affecting your worth. And that's when you're super attached to the outcome versus like, yeah, this is really frustrating. This really hurts. I'm really angry about this. But you're still kind of able to stay in your sovereignty and in your cool almost, then you're practicing non-attachment. So when you take a dating break, it allows you to practice non-attachment because you almost kind of have to. There's probably a part of you that feels like you can control your love life, you can control the timeline of your life and all of the things by doing all the things. And so part of that control comes from always swiping or always being in a relationship or always having a bunch of dates lined up on your calendar, all of those things. So to stop doing all of that for an whatever period of time it is you decide to stop doing that, it actually takes a huge amount of trust to just stop. Now, obviously, I'm not dating anymore, but I've learned this a lot in my business. 
sometimes I just feel like I have to be going, going, going all the time. I constantly have to be hustling and doing all the things, writing the emails, writing the social media posts, recording the podcast, doing all of that. Because if I'm not doing that, then I'm not going to make money. I'm not going to be successful. And then I'm just going to have to go get a job. But obviously, that's not true. Sometimes my biggest months, and I don't just mean biggest months financially, I also mean in terms of fulfillment, and really the spiritual fulfillment that I get from this business is when I let go, when I take some time off of social media, or I take some time away from selling something, or just take some time away from writing emails or whatever it is to really be with myself and do my own inner work. There's something energetic that just happens where it just locks into flow. And I often during that time get so much more than I could have ever expected or asked for. And it's hard. It's hard to let go and to stop all of the doing. But I want you to see how much safety and control is wrapped up in the doing. And if that doing is really just a cover up for some deeper fear or some deeper beliefs below that are worth looking into. So if you go on a date, every time you go on a date or every time you go online, you have this energy of, will this person be the one? You're going to burn out. You're going to feel jaded and resentful. That's really heavy energy to carry around all the time. And yet when you're unattached, when you log into Tinder or go on a date and you don't have any attachment to any outcome of you know, the experience, then you're going to feel more like yourself, you'll feel lighter and more inclined to simply want to connect and just have fun. And guess what, that's a lot more attractive. And people want to connect with energy like that, because it feels good. So when you take a dating break, you're completely letting go. And no, it's not giving up. It's not about learning how to just be fine with being single. You can still hold the desire and intention for someone coming into your life while also holding it with lightness that helps you to open up and to receive the right kind of relationship. Okay, so before we wrap up, I want to give you some ideas of things to work on during your dating break. Now, I said at the top of this episode that I hear a lot of you all going on and off online or taking a lot of dating breaks, but you're not really maximizing that time. You're just kind of relaxing or almost catching up on your life from taking the break from dating. And when you go back out and date, you're frustrated to see that nothing's really changed. The needle hasn't moved forward. So what are some things you can do to really help you move the needle forward in terms of who you're attracting and the quality of relationships? So the first thing is honestly to get coaching and to let someone get in there and really heal some of these core wounds and your inner child wounds so you can really begin to shift your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself, relationships, men, women, love, all of those things. Now I have two great programs that help you do that exact deep work that you need to do to shift your dating patterns. The Love Action Tribe is a great taste to my work. And if you want to dive even deeper, I work with women one on one through the Love Incubator. And in fact, another round of the Love Incubator is right around the corner, and I'll be filling those limited spots in September. So make sure you keep an ear out for that if you are interested in doing some deeper coaching with me. Now, if you've experienced acute trauma, violence, I recommend starting with a therapist before exploring coaching. 
I think reading self-help books isn't always a bad way to go, but honestly, I find a lot of self-help books sound great, but little gets put into action. And that's usually because there's no accountability or self-help books can be very generalized or work for that one person who wrote the book. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it applies to you. So I think reading books can go really nicely when you have some accountability, like a coach or a like-minded community that you can talk about things with and explore what worked, what didn't work, and just, you know, have that accountability to actually implement some of the stuff that you're learning. I also love journaling, meditating, growing your spirituality, whether it's with a religion or established religious group, or if it's working with the moon cycles, you guys know I love to do that. I think that can really help you to center yourself, to ground yourself, and to really connect to you and really begin to fill some of those voids that sometimes our inner child wounds leave. And then we try to go fill those voids elsewhere, usually in the form of unhealthy relationships. So I think these are some great things. It doesn't have to be one thing. I actually you know, recommend doing all of these things. When I work with my clients, sometimes I recommend books. I always recommend and give journaling assignments, meditation assignments. If they're into working with the moon and astrology and nature, then I pull that into our coaching. If they're not into it, I leave it out. So I think pulling from a number of different modalities is the best way to create change, in my opinion. And from what I've seen, it's the work with a lot of my clients. And so now I'd love to hear from you. Are you currently on a dating break? And if so, how are you making the most of it? And if you have some resistance to taking a dating break, let me know that too. Send me a DM on Instagram or comment on any one of my photos to share your responses. That's really my favorite place to connect with you and deepen the conversation during the week between our episodes. My name there is Veronica E. Grant, and I'll link that up in the show notes as well. And if you are not on Instagram and want to leave a response to the questions I'm asking, then head over to my show notes page and leave a comment there. The page is veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 180. And if trust is something you struggle with, I highly recommend you sign up for Summer Love School. I've gathered 10 incredible experts to help you trust yourself in all aspects of the finding love process. We just got started, so if you're listening to this episode on or around the time the episode is released, come over to veronicagrant.com forward slash Summer Love School to join us for free. So Summer Love School is 10 days long, and each day in Summer Love School, we're focusing on a different aspect of trusting the finding love process. So we're talking about trusting your intuition, trusting your breakups, trusting your voice, trusting your sexuality, your vulnerabilities, and more. And like I said, it's totally free, so you really have no excuses. Again, the link to sign up is veronicagrant.com forward slash Summer Love School. So that's all I have for you now. I can't wait to see you in Summer Love School if you're not already there. And I will see you all next week for a brand new coaching call episode. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, 
remember this. Wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.